0: Uh, maybe. Like, I, I—that's not necessarily what I'm envisioning. Like, I have this, like, in my head. There's like five to six hot dogs in a tube, about ten inches high. Sure. Just that's how they're sold. Each like, one with go a different into the filling. Cooler. Yeah, they're just there. Like, they're mm. not individually wrapped. They're just, they're they're you know like vacuum sealed inside and whatnot. Stay fresh that way. But they're just in there. So 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 I can take them out and cook them. Yeah, exactly. But they are filled with some kind of mystery thing. I mean, we already have that. Like, they're just not, like, the tube then is irrelevant. Right. Just well, saying, the tube's is, the is cool a, thing. The tube, is that, tube is that a makes thing it cool. The thing you could convince people to do is buy food. Like, aside from the mystery filled hot dog idea, could you convince the general public to switch to a tube based packaging system for food? I don't, I mean, in
1: some ways it might be really efficient for certain things and really inefficient for others. So I don't, I don't, I feel like that's why we have different packaging as it is.
0: But I think So you would have
1: to you would have to market the idea as not all foods come in tubes, but as to appropriate food. But come all in tubes.
2: tubular foods come in tubes.
1: <laughs> yes, all tubular foods. Pickles, cucumbers, hot dogs, sausages. No no I
2: meant tubular isn't cool. We're not talking about tube shaped <laughs> foods. That's oh, our oh, marketing. Oh. I mean we would have slayed this in the eighties. <laughs> Be fucking rich. Five podcasts we be getting out, be bought out by Spotify by now.
0: <laughs> next, uh, well, I don't know, you know, because I won't ever get the raw audio. Uh, Brian, next time uh, I'm on, I'm going to start timing the intervals between which you sometimes speak. Because I'm pretty sure, like, my thesis is the longer it is in between comments, the more your your desire for us to shut up grows. <laughs>
3: There's a bit of that. <laughs> I originally wrote down a time code of 29 minutes that we were going to start, and it's now 35. So this is six minutes of tube talk.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to suggest that, too. We should track, like, because so, this happens quite often. Brian's like, all right, we're about Can to we need the stream
2: tube talk <laughs> now instead?
1: <laughs> Listen to my tube talk.
2: I actually prefer that.
1: Tube talk
3: uncut. cut. than TED talk. Tube talk is tubular. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Leibig. Joining me for this episode is a man who is still currently nicknameless,
0: so submit your suggestions on Facebook or Twitter, Josh Zorch. I still have no name. You still not going with the jizz? Def, no. We're, that, that, <laughs> okay. That was, I like, just wanted to be sure, man. It's that was there. like four like, episodes ago, Mike. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to suggest it until you have a nickname. So All right. People help me out soon. We got to get away from this. <laughs>
3: Uh, we also have a man whose beard could, could have rivaled Jason Momoa's, but I think he trimmed it a little bit. Mike Bradley.
1: I actually, yeah, I did trim the beard. It was getting too long. And, uh, yeah, it didn't look like we were going to hit that mark and I would just regrow it if I had to. But, uh, yeah, it it got trimmed. I didn't like it. I like, I didn't actually enjoy having the beard that long, (laughs) uh, it was, you know, it was a thing for charity, but they they weren't going to hit that milestone. So I was like, okay, I'll just regrow it if somebody decides to pop in and drop a huge donation in the stream to get the milestones hit.
3: We'll go for that. All right. So finally, I'm going to get to our last guy. Uh, if he doesn't include a reference to his close personal friend in his intro, then I'm I think this episode's meaningless. Uh, Ian Leidic is here. Hey guys.
2: I need you to right now. You're going to go to youtube.com slash c slash zoo that's F O U R A T X U, right? You're going to that website and you are there right now, and you're gonna watch my video called Crime City Nights Cyberpunk slash Dark Synthwave. It is my Cyberpunk Dark Synthwave masterpiece. You may remember me and my close personal friend Zach Wild had a rock <laughs> opera we did a couple years ago. We have now moved on to Cyberpunk Dark Synthwave on my cyberpunk dark synthwave album you can hear a song called tokyo rose the getaway turbo slash remix which was co-written the remix with my close personal friend zach snyder that's once again youtube.com slash c slash f-o-u-r-a-t-x-u f-o-r-a-t-x-u, F-O-R-A-T-X-U.
1: for a t-x-u okay are you, are you checking that out on it right now no, okay. it's it would be, like, I, again, I'm not bringing up a white-colored <laughs> webpage right now. It's
0: not. It, not you don't Ian, use dark mode? I, would I find this I, uh, uh, music credit on Zack Snyder's IMDb page?
2: Uh, I don't think they put, like, writing credits for music on IMDb because it's not the
0: internet music database. But it could be, like, in trivia or something. There's, I mean, I imagine there's somewhere that I I can, mean, this is I a pretty hot this. new
2: release, so I don't know if his people have updated it yet.
0: Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, this t- this to- is what we were
2: working on while we were negotiating the
1: deal with Time Warner. <laughs> so, so, when we, so when we get that badass Zack Wilde-Junkie XL mix that's going to be coming, because Zack Snyder then introduces them, that's going to be because of you. Well, duh. <laughs> okay, I just wanted want to be sure. You dumb bastard. I'm just
3: happy you brought it back around. I thought we were only get halfway there with Zach Wilde as your intro. So I'm I glad have, you brought it back. I know what the people want. <laughs> this episode has found meaning now. I, I appreciate it. A Wild Snyder production. <laughs> Fuck, that should have been um. our name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so lately, I guess there hasn't been much news to talk about as far as like geek stuff is related we we did an episode uh i guess like the last one or the week before uh that we did uh some geek news stuff which we were trying to compile what was happening um so if you've been following along uh you probably heard about this one that the uh snyder cut of justice League is real it's a thing it's happening so with that big of an announcement, I had to sort of throw up the bat signal and uh see who all I could grab to talk about this. I felt like it was a little bit like all hands on deck kind of topic. Um, Andy was lined up to appear. We we didn't get Andy for this one. The more we talked, the more him and I talked about it, um, I thought we might actually get into some specifics of like Josh Whedon's uh, Justice League. So the one that is out now to be viewed, um, which Andy still hasn't seen. So he didn't want any spoilers. He decided to bow out for this one. So Andy, we miss you. Uh, we'll bring you back. I guess if we ever get around to, to Justice League in any form, whether it's this one or the other one, doesn't matter. We'll get you back. There you go. We can
1: have him go in like watching blind on the Snyder cut and get an get a, get an opinion from somebody that never has seen the Whedon cut. Yeah, oh, that's good. I'd like. Yeah, let's do you that. Know. Tell him not to watch you it. You go,
3: Andy. You have your mission. Just save, save what whatever doing you're doing for the Yeah. Yeah. Just keep being you. Just keep <laughs> doing your thing. Uh, all right. So we're going we are. This is just an episode dedicated to Snyder cut. What's happening? Uh, what we sort of are gonna think about it. Um, I tried to do some research and go through the timeline of events to just kind of see how we got here and then we'll sort of dive into our thoughts and questions and stuff. So it's a it's a mouthful to read. I'm gonna try to get through it as quickly as possible, so bear with me as I'm just going through. I broke up some of them with some questions for these guys just so I'm not monologuing the whole time. So we'll we'll get a few breaks here and there. Um so <clears throat> back in May of twenty twelve, Marvel releases the Avengers, which is five movies and four years worth of setup culminating in a superhero team-up movie that was as much of an experiment as it was a success. It broke box office records, proved that this shared cinematic universe involving superheroes is something the audiences wanted to see. Two months later, DC releases The Dark Knight Rises, which was the final film in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. It was the end of an era for one of DC's biggest heroes, but they were also working on the start of what they hoped to be their own shared movie universe. One year later, In June of 2013, DC released Man of Steel. This film was the modern origin story for Superman, directed by Zack Snyder. The movie released to, I guess, more or less mixed reactions, but it was still considered a success for DC. So, just maybe a quick hit for you guys what do you have as far as just thoughts of Man of Steel? Like it, hate it? Where do you fall for Man of Steel?
2: Fantastic film by one of my favorite
3: directors. Really not going to say that for everyone we're going to talk about
2: really knocked it out of the park uh he took superman's orange origin story brought it to a modern perspective while keeping in the tried and true classics of a blue-collar man living the american ideals even though he's not
3: from america very good did you did you write that down <laughs> No, I just I just know what Superman is. He says it every day in front of the mirror just to get himself just going. like the, the
0: the cadence and and the 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 pacing of the delivery is just like it, it sounded very <laughs> rehearsed. Like it sounded it. rehearsed. He practices
1: his uh, his
3: praising of his close personal friend. He says it to the Zack Snyder shrine in it, the corner of his is room. This
0: the, maybe that's the password to get into Zack Snyder's house. No, it's <laughs> sucker punch. Like at, at the gate when you pull up, that's how, that's the, the password. <laughs>
3: Uh, Mike, Man of Steel, what are your thoughts? Uh, love some parts of it. Hate some parts
1: of it. Um, do you want me to go in-depth? Or, or do you just want I mean, to wait,
3: I don't want to really dwell on it, but if you want to go a little bit more, you can.
1: Um, I like Cable as Superman. I think he did an excellent job. Uh, Russell Crowe as Jor-El. Fantastic. Michael Shannon was great. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, of the Zack Snyder DC films, I think it's the best one. Fair.
0: I'll say that
1: for it. Um, yeah. And it's... It's rewatchable. Um, but I feel like it has... I don't know, tone issues? Yeah. That I don't... I would agree. Uh, like like as it's much. Inc-
0: inconsistent as it goes? Or it doesn't... Like, what do you mean by that?
1: Um... Well, I, one, like, I mean, I don't want to get dwell too much on the same idea we all know about, uh, Zack and the whole darkness tone to everything. Um. Okay. But for a character who's supposed to be all about hope, I never felt that, uh, Superman provided much to anyone. Okay. In the film. Okay. Um, to me, like, it just was a very um off putting representation of the character. Even as much as I like Cable playing the character. I think he fits very well as Superman. Um I, I didn't necessarily um I don't know. I, I, I it, it didn't feel like Superman.
0: So I'll, if it's okay, I'll jump. I'll jump yeah, on okay, that thought ahead. to give my impression because I, I know one of the big uh, ideas that has always kicked around when discussing people's thoughts of this movie was like the whole third act climax and the destruction of so much is so antithetical to Superman and what has been written before, what has been seen before, etc. And sure, I th- you know you can debate that. That never. I never got hung up on that um I, I don't know like I don't go into really any of these movies whether it's Marvel, DC, um dark horse, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like I even if I have like an impression of the source material, I just I don't I don't know. I don't go into it with an with a uh, uh, an idea of like, well, that's that's not that person. Yeah. That's not that character that I'm seeing betrayed, uh, portrayed here. So and if if that's how someone is that's fine but because of that like that never bothered me per se um and so in the same way that along those same lines I think that like the way mike's the the point that he just left off on it also really didn't leave me with that impression I think I was able to just kind of digest the movie for what it was and I would agree with like maybe the the, the tone uh the, the way the way that he's describing that um in general i remember the first time seeing it i was like probably like, okay that was like a six out of ten it didn't like there was a lot that i really liked about it um quite a bit and then i remember re-watching it maybe like two years ago i forget if it was just before justice league or a little bit afterward whatever it was and um, actually finding that i liked it more yeah so i mean the, it, there's something about it that holds it back from being great and I I can't qualify that in my head. I would say it's definitely above average. It's a it's solidly good. Yeah. But like for something in my head, like I just can't push it past like a seven to a seven and a half out of ten rating. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, I think at least for me, I don't know if it like I I agree with Mike for the tone. But the more I'm thinking about it, I like maybe the dark and gritty tone isn't is like that isn't that bad for me. I kind of I guess I kind of dig that. I think my gripes with it are more just story character decisions that happen. Um, I think there's a better way to get to the climax of that film and and show why Superman makes the decisions that he does instead of just kind of doing it. Um, and I know I've talked about it in the past on other episodes, which I'm not going to get into here just in case. I'm, I'm trying to be as general spoiler-free as possible just because I'm afraid there's someone that hasn't seen some of these movies, so I'll dance around it as much as I can. But it's more... Story-related for me, I think, were my hang-ups. I think Cavill's an excellent Superman. I thought he got the shaft because the movies that he's in seem to be, uh, you know, badly reviewed and people don't like them as much as I think they should. Um, And I think it's no fault of his. I think he's excellent. So I would love to see him get more of an opportunity to play Superman. I'm still hoping he's not done, but I guess only time will tell for that. Um, And as much as we could probably keep going, I'm going to just keep moving us on here. So... After Man of Steel, while we waited on news for an eventual sequel, uh, we got one. But instead of Man of Steel 2, Zack Snyder revealed at Comic-Con in 2013 that the sequel would face off Batman and Superman. So the cast of Man of Steel would continue. No word on who would be Batman. We knew it would be Christian Bale because he ended his run. Uh, a month after that announcement, in August of 2013, it was announced Ben Affleck would be Batman. So that was the whole Batfleck thing when that started. Um, cut to March of 2016. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice was released. And while the film made more money than Man of Steel, the film became very divisive as some people started to have a problem with Zack Snyder's style and tone for what these characters, I guess what people thought these characters should be. Starting with Man of Steel, like Mike was saying, certain people didn't think the tone fit for Man of Steel and it only got darker and grittier for BVS. And the direction that these heroes seemed to be going was I guess really in stark contrast to what Marvel was doing and Marvel movies are making a shit ton of money and getting a huge audience every time they came out and DCs were struggling a little bit. Um, So another just kind of quick hit BVS. Where do you guys stand on BVS? A fantastic movie by an auteur director.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you would think after the first one, first (laughs) there is no way that after man of steel, that this director could bring out a better Superman. And then he does. He wills a better Superman out of Henry Cavill, and then, and then he destroys it. He destroys it by having an amazing story. I'm using "destroying" a good word. He kills it. <laughs> and, just to be clear, and he has a perfect storyline set up with a great twist where we find out that these characters, even oh, no, though, bullshit. even though, even though... <laughs> he can't even hold it together himself. Even though they're from different worlds, different parts of the country, different upbringing, poor, rich, farmer, businessman, they still have mothers at the end of the day. Isn't that what that it's all
0: about? <laughs> you're saying each of them have a mother, respectively. Yes. They have Interesting. mothers, and they're I, not the I same think. Person. I think that part might have escaped me, I that I, I didn't come through as much, very strongly.
2: Well, Snyder has a very subtle touch <laughs> when he directs, <laughs> and I think he really let it shine here, because... With the mother talk, he also had the key moments where he was trying to show an older Batman that's no longer able to do it as well as he could have in his prime, hence why some people had issues with Batman killing people, which I didn't, because Batman's killed before and he'll kill again. He's a menace to society. But... Examples, <laughs> um, please. Well, he in the early uh, Bronze Age, Batman started off wielding a gun, killed lots of people doing that. So, moving on from that example of Batman <laughs> killing someone, <laughs> and then he, uh, Good he example. Killed, Jason, Good example. killed Jason Todd. But moving on from those, it showed I think an older you're Batman.
1: Up some characters here.
2: No, he definitely killed Jason Todd. Read it. Anyways, moving <laughs> on, my art tour director friend then brought in that combination of an aging Batman dealing with what if, really a modern American question if a rogue superpower a rogue power gets a nuclear weapon, how do we stop them? What do we do? Superman is that nuclear weapon. And Zach brought that in a way the everyman can see through superheroes. And it was really a great allegory for North Korea.
3: <laughs> uh, Mike, anyway. you want to jump in next?
1: Okay. I'll start. Uh, sure. Um, again, there, there's good in this movie, uh, as well as bad um plenty of bad lots um i feel like the good end um is ben affleck as batman not actually that bad um i you know going into that i was kind of cringing like oh why would they make this choice coming out of it i was like all right that you know he was not so bad as batman um so that's a plus um, and we we get introduced there to Jeremy Irons as Alfred, and uh, that's another big plus. Jeremy Irons doing just about anything, plus, at least in
0: my book. I know, maybe not in everybody's, but oh no, he he was really good in that. I was he was one of the definitely along with a lot of these characters was one of the people I was most sad to know that he was going away and probably you know never coming back.
2: Yeah. We've been blessed with good alfreds recently.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Um
1: as far as the rest goes, generally I like Jesse Eisenberg, but the guy is not fucking Lex Luthor. Um <laughs> it, he made, like it just was as a casting choice it made no sense whatsoever. Um and the whole Superman is Jesus shit that goes on in there i'm just kind of (sighs) like fuck i can't do it um that i had a big problem with the whole i don't know, just so much of it just went so what the fuck just happened um like again gal gadot coming in as wonder woman interesting way to introduce wonder woman um she was obviously good, but I, I don't know that her presence made sense to me at that time. No, I mean, that's not to say the scenes weren't fucking awesome. And that's where we get the song for the first time that is so good. The Wonder Woman theme song that we have from this universe. Um, I just... At
3: I mean, a loss I, for words, I see
1: yeah like there's so many things i could say and i just don't want to be as mean as i would normally be but um you know this movie made a lot of money and i feel like you could polish up a turd name it batman versus superman and make just as much money (laughs) because it's called batman versus superman you're gonna make money
0: yeah i i don't I, i don't know if box office mojo has this data anymore or if they let you get to it but i would be curious to look at the like drop off in week by week grosses cuz it probably I wouldn't be surprised if it had a really big opening two weeks and then just like dropped the hell off.
3: I did pull some numbers for later on, but I only looked at totals. I didn't look at the weekly stuff for that.
0: Yeah, they, oh, it did. So I'll get great. to some and of and the numbers. Just, and I think I think sort of well not uh, the the reason there's two reasons Marvel makes so much money well three by this point obviously over you know 12 years of brand fostering and and creation but even past avengers the reason that everything they released aside from like one or two made all the money is because everybody came and a lot of people went two and three times yeah a fair amount of people came for Batman Superman once. Yeah. And that was it. So they made an impressive chunk of money probably, but that was it. I mean, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I was excited for it. Probably everyone else was. Uh, Did anyone else see this in theaters more than once?
3: I'd have to check my stubs. I feel like I might have, but probably not more than twice. No, but I I don't do do
0: that ever for any
2: movie.
3: (laughs) Because I, I feel sure. like it was probably one of those movies that, you know, it's a it's a big summer blockbuster type of thing. That it was one of those things that even before it comes out, I'm like, yeah, I'll see it with you. Yeah, I'll see it with you. So I probably went mm-hmm. a couple times, even before I knew what it was. Sure. Um, do you have anything else to add, or I'll jump in.
0: Uh, oh, if, it, if, it, if it's on to me. I would just say the, the, the enduring impression I've always had with this film for the last four years is that it was just too bloated. It was, it's, it suffered from overambition as if the, the writers and the creators and, and the cre- the creative um, drivers were worried. This will be the only time we ever get a chance to do this. So every possible idea or storyline or nod to other famous storylines that we want to include, we're doing it all. And that's where that lack of cohesion came from. There just wasn't a strong enough through line. They didn't need Wonder Woman. They should have gone with a different format for launching their universe. They should have at least had one Batman solo movie or another. Like you jumping right into from one character solo to character versus character, hero versus hero. You needed to seed that a little bit more. I like the idea of the initial. Uh, conflict main conflict of them coming out of um the events of of man of steel but either you needed another chapter in between there or something to, to bridge the gap um it, it was just trying to do way too much i mean i feel like
1: to touch on what you were getting at is like storyboarding across their extended universe was an issue um, and I feel like at some point they may have gone to a whiteboard, you know, dry erase board and put like Batman plus Superman plus sadness, question marks, profit.
0: <laughs> equals bag of money that they drew with a dollar sign on it. Yeah. And they thought that's what they were aiming for. And it's,
1: it worked for a time, you know, for a couple movies it worked, but didn't work over the long haul by any means.
0: Yeah, th- this is something I went back to. I know Sarah and I rented the uh extended cut Mm. uh one time and it's like a half an hour longer so that's pushing like three three hours hours. yeah 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 the extended cuts like three hours and from what i remember is that my impression of that made it feel a little bit better from the story they laid out in the non-extended cut but again like I, i i know it's too general to say like well this just suffered production problems like it it just did. It I just think
3: did. I, I would concede that I think Zack Snyder doesn't know how to make a short, tight movie. Like, all of his movies no. feel bloated. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I do think the, the ultimate edition or whatever they call it, the extended edition of BVS, is the superior version of that film. I think Yeah, it's better. the stuff that gets cut in a two-hour, you'd think you trim it down to two and a half hours, you're not going to lose that much. But you'd be surprised how many plot threads are just left hanging. They'd get wrapped up and at least explained in the three-hour version. Um, so I do prefer if you're going to, if you're going to watch one, I definitely say give the extended edition the one to watch because I think it, it makes more sense. Um, and I remember seeing this movie sort of feeling like it was, it was incomplete. Like it, it set so much stuff up for what was to come and it doesn't pay itself off in this movie. It was, I think meant to pay itself off in justice league, which never happened. So looking back at the movie, it looks like it's a bunch of setup for a payoff that never gets there. And when we get to the end of the story, like I'm kind of hoping this is sort of what we get—just years of setup that are finally going to get paid off. But I, I think BVS had story issues too. That I think it just it it—I don't know if it's tried to do too much, but I mean, they, that's sort of why I was given the dates. Like in where when Avengers came out, like DC is yeah. was trying to play catch up for all of these movies for what Avengers did. That was the benchmark, and they wanted to get there. They obviously didn't succeed especially at the box office compared to what Marvel was doing and they were under the gun for it every single time. And a lot of these movies are are knee-jerk reactions to what the last one did. I feel like Man of yep. Steel came out, it did well. So let's throw Batman in and let's hit a billion dollars. Batman v Superman comes out, does not make a million $1 billion dollars, and then what do we do from there? And they're they're just trying to course correct after every movie and it just it doesn't always work out. And that's
1: what I was saying like about having a full plan from the start, having an idea before they even started on where they wanted to go and how they wanted to get there. And I feel like each phase, at least, of the MCU does that. Where they yeah. knew where they wanted to start, how they were going to progress things, and exactly where they were going to end up to set up the next phase. And... I, that, that, that has never felt like that has been a thing in the least from what they were doing in the DC. Not not at all. Any more so sure. than we're going to use the same actors.
3: I, I think some of that I, I will get into I think when we start coming down between here and Justice League, for at least a so, little bit that I could find. Sure.
0: The, the last tidbit I think I'll offer because it sounds like, you know where you want to take us next, but is uh there's some uh I'll just say who it is. I love listening to Mark Bernardin on the Fat Man Beyond podcast. Um, he is actually my favorite part of that show. Anytime he talks about breaking down creation process. Um, I'm, I'm floored because it is so easily explained in a way that would never occur to me and that I would never be able to execute. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that uh, he discusses when he's been on some uh, writer's jobs the last couple of years, uh, the more he discusses like the writer's room process of starting a new show especially. Um, so he was part of a writing team that did the Castle Rock series he was on the first season on uh, hulu i think it is and um when they say like okay you start and you know we have we're gonna have these 10 one hour shows what are what is our ending what is our what is our beginning what is our ending what are the major beats that we hit in between there and then it's just it's a, a matter of fragmentation constant fragmentation how at which point at which intervals does beat one happen and then how far in advance like how between there when do we have to hit beat two okay now we have to fill in the space between there and you just constantly keep chopping it up until you eventually write 10 separate episodes that achieves what you want that illustration is the way that i think marvel got themselves into the practice of doing they might not have seen everything in between Iron Man and Endgame, but along the way, they were able to keep the focus on filling in the gaps, filling in the gaps. Where, what beats do we need to hit? From the get-go, it seemed DC never had that approach. I think the difference they is They did that... not know where they were going at all. The difference, I think, is Kevin Feige's in charge of that,
3: and he had the free reign to do what he wanted to do or position what he wanted to position to get it to where it is. The And some of this I'll get into maybe in a little bit here, but, uh, like, Zack Snyder was basically in charge of this. Now, he's not a, like, studio head. He is a director, but they basically gave him the keys to the DC shared universe and said, what do you want to do? Let's go for it. Now, he probably mapped out in his head, I don't know how much people were aware of it or what, but probably mapped out his trilogy, which would be Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. So, as a cohesive three-movie trilogy, he probably had a plan in place for that, except that when he got to Justice League, shit happened, and the studio was telling him, you can't do what you want to do. You need to take our notes and do this. So he lost free reign of what his vision was and now it looks like a pile of shit because
0: nothing makes sense because all the setup does not get paid off. I, I, yeah, I guess I'll have to concede that if it turns out at least the story plots and, and the story lay, layout that was originally conceived for Justice League, if, if that could help BVS seem like all three of those stories together make more sense, that might help.
3: But I mean, BBS, BBS gives us glimpses of what Snyder's Justice League was going to be. And when we got Justice League, it was not that.
0: Sure. And, Darkseid and is that...
3: nowhere to be found, and he is hinted very heavily yeah. in BBS.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, for me, there's just... that. Even that is just a flawed plan to begin with you cannot get to something like justice league with only two chapters before it
3: and i get that yeah that was my biggest thing with the universe too is i think they rushed it i would have much preferred marvel's model of like solo movies to build up to a team up and then you go from there um but at the same time like hiring an older actor to play batman too you're always you're already there limited as how many movies you can get in before he's too old to play the part so i feel like that's already under the gun of where they want to go but at the same time, if if Snyder was in charge of trying to make this universe happen, and he only really had a vision for a trilogy, and then it was like at that point they were going to hand it to someone else and see where they went from there, then as far as Snyder's concerned, he did what he wanted to do and finished his story, and you know sure. that was that's his end game.
1: And I think something we need to be clear on is, from what's been said already, they're expecting this movie to be four hours long.
0: Yeah and justice league you think that's what they're saying yes for the
3: for snyder's this cut the the snyder 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 cut cut of justice League. wow um okay so so let's be
1: clear when we say that was never going to happen they were never going to put a four-hour movie in theaters um not on that scale this isn't gettysburg they're not gonna do it
3: yeah um all right so i'm gonna move us on we're gonna get moving down through the other this this is probably the, the bigger section of the stuff i have to get through so bear with me um all right so the third movie for zack snyder's trilogy which we touched on justice league was already in production when bvs was released so this puts warner brothers in an interesting position they have a very expensive movie in production as they are trying to gather reactions from bvs so right after bvs was released there seem to be articles talking about Warner Brothers trying to manipulate Justice League based on the reaction of BVS. Now, keep in mind, Warner Brothers saw Marvel do a superhero team up movie four years prior that made over a billion dollars. They expected BVS to pull that kind of money. It fell short, it hit $873 million. Principal photography for Justice League wrapped in December of 2016. By March of 2017, a year after the release of BVS, And as Justice League was in post-production, Zack Snyder and his wife and producing partner, Deborah Snyder, had to deal with an unexpected tragedy as their daughter sadly took her own life. So production halted as they took some time to grieve, be with family, and as they came out of that, they both decided they needed more time than, you know, what a few months would give. And Justice League would not make its November release date. Now, Warner Brothers was going to delay. That was an option on the table. But I think the fact that it was unclear when Zack was going to come back, he didn't want to delay the movie indefinitely. So they kept going. So in May, two months after the tragedy was announced, that Warner Brothers hired Joss Whedon to take over for Zack Snyder to finish Justice League. Now, at the time, this seemed to be one of the best moves Warner Brothers could do. They wanted to emulate the success of Avengers. So why not hire the guy that wrote and directed that movie? That seems like a win-win. At the time, The Hollywood Reporter... uh, reported uh, that after screening a rough cut of Justice League to fellow filmmakers and friends, Zack Snyder wanted to add additional scenes. So he brought in Whedon on board to write the additional scenes. But as they prepared to shoot the scenes in England, Snyder realized it was not the time to leave home. So that was when the grieving process was still in full swing. And at the time, Warner Brothers Pictures president, Toby Emmerich, said that the directing is minimal. It has to adhere to the style and tone and that the template that Zack set... We're not introducing any new characters. It's the same characters in some new scenes. He's handling he's handing the baton to Joss, but the course has really been set by Zack. I still believe that despite this tragedy, we'll end up with a great movie. Now, this is where things get a little murky. Uh, up until Justice League, Zack Snyder was basically in charge of the DC shared universe. It was his vision. Somewhere after BVS, Warner Brothers brought in Jeff Johns to oversee Justice League rewrites. Years later, rumors started coming out saying that John's rewriting was, uh, or sorry, John's was rewriting Justice League as Snyder was shooting, which clashed with Snyder's original writing partner, Chris Terrio. And additional rumors claimed that Snyder's rough cut of Justice League was, quote unquote, unwatchable. And this is when studio execs became highly unsatisfied with the way the film was coming together. They decided to hire a summit of writers to offer feedback on how to fix it. And this is how Whedon got the job. He was part of that summit. So he eventually came out of that summit, I guess, with suggestions how to improve the film, and they just gave it to him. So with Whedon hired for rewrites, at this point Snyder was still on the movie. Um, But once Snyder left, it was up to Joss to pick up the pieces. And not only that, but he had to deal with uh, all the studio notes. So after the movie was released, sources said the studio um, thought Snyder's cut was too long. So it came down to Joss to cut the film down to two hours, which I guess was at least an hour's worth, which left at least an hour's worth of Snyder's footage on the cutting room floor. So the rough cut that Snyder submitted was give or take three hours. The studio said, we don't want something that that long. That's, you know, we can't get it that way. So cut it down to two. So between that and then another change to Justice League was the film's composer, Junkie XL, who worked with Snyder on BVS, uh, also with Hans Zimmer, was set to score Snyder's version of Justice League. However, when Whedon got involved, he got rid of Junkie XL and brought in Danny Elfman. So the composer changed. Um, another complication that was very high profile was uh, Henry Cavill and the reshoots that he was involved in, which he was already onto his next project, which was Mission Impossible Fallout. So if you've seen the film, his character has a very bushy mustache in it. Uh, He took the break during Mission Impossible to film the reshoots for Justice League, but he was not allowed to shave his mustache. So this was the decision to have Cavill film the scenes as Superman with a mustache, and then the mustache would be edited out in post-production. And I think when you watch the movie, it becomes painfully obvious which scenes are new, because Cavill's upper lip just seems off. Um... And while the Warner Brothers Pictures president Toby Emmerich was quoted as saying that the things Whedon would have to do would be very minimal, I think once you watch the film, you can tell there are a lot of changes made. And now we still don't know, you know, who's at fault. If it's Whedon making the decisions, if it's coming from above him, from the studio, like just bending Whedon to their will. um, Either way, there's a very distinct difference in tone throughout the movie. Whedon's very comedic. Snyder's very dark. They do not gel together. Um... With all that being said, and I'm sure there's other stuff we forgot about or haven't even known what happened behind the scenes there, but Justice League was completed and released November 2017. As far as big big blockbuster superhero movies are concerned, it bombed. It opened to only 93 million domestically. That's the opening weekend for a superhero team-up film. 93 million. Its worldwide total for its entire theatrical run is 658 million. That is less than Man of Steel's total. So considering Warner Brothers wanted this movie to make over a billion dollars, that was a big loss for them. That is why the DCEU died. Sure, we have some other DC superhero movies. There is no mention of a shared universe now. All these movies that have come out, Aquaman, Wonder Woman is largely separate. Um... What else we get? Shazam makes really no mention of the DCEU. There's maybe a cameo in there that could more or less happen in universe. We don't know. It's all very loose. If you want to say they're connected, sure, they could connect. But there's no through line like we've had in the other movies previous. Now, before we get into some of the details about just the Snyder cut, I will give you guys a chance to sound off about Joss Whedon's cut of Justice League. So what did you think of that movie? We had a movie that was filmed
2: (laughs) by one of the greatest directors of our generation. (laughs) And the unthinkable happened to him and he had to step away from the project. But during that time when he was filming possibly the greatest superhero movie that was ever filmed, he had to deal with the studio getting involved. And We never want the studio to get involved when it's someone like Warner that has no fucking clue what they're doing ever. They don't know what their left is They still don't know, to this day, what left is. Now, when you have that, and then you bring in a new director, and then you get this new director to completely fuck up the original vision of the whole universe, Justice League is what you get. It is a tragedy that this occurred. It is a full-blown national tragedy that this happened. The only good thing to ever have come from this is that we got the Joker. How did that Um, come from this? Because they made spinoff like DC movies that had nothing to do with the shared universe.
3: Yeah, Joker would not be made if it was part of the DCEU. Do we know that? That seems to fit take right into Zack Snyder's tone. For it. I don't. I don't think they would have put that in the, in that universe without tying it into like some sort of Batman movie. Well, I, they I could think,
0: have. But I. But it wouldn't I, have been I, that I'm, movie. I'm, I'm on Brian's side with it. I think if because suicide squad was not received very well either but if wonder wonder woman came out five six months before justice league and did well and got great critical and audience reception if justice league would have gotten i mean it it didn't it didn't not make money but if it had made a bit more and had gotten better reviews I can absolutely see that they would have taken that as justification that, okay, at least we are somewhat still on the path, whether we choose to do additional course correcting or not, who knows, but they wouldn't. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would have said, all right, we need to just start breaking these all off and go separate ways. So the, the idea of doing a, a separated Joker movie at all would not have like they would have said like why would we do that we have this connected series of movies we're doing yeah i'm not saying it
3: wouldn't wouldn't have ever happened but it wouldn't have happened now today where it is like it would have been years down the line if it happened okay that's fair i think Um, you still
0: could have gotten shazam and aquaman oh for sure like they they probably would have leaned
1: i'm pretty sure both of those were planned long before justice league bombed
0: Oh sure, um, and, and they both would have like leaned more heavily into the shared universe aspect. Yeah, of everything oh, sure. had they done that, Um and that's the thing. I mean, even even a lot of Marvel movies don't necessarily like constantly rely on appearances of characters from other movies and references no, to events from it's other just movies. The touch they, here and there. Sometimes. They can get served You know, yeah, they can survive on their own. So. I think Aquaman especially, because Shazam was never mentioned in any capacity whatsoever before that movie. Right, Aquaman obviously probably would have, uh, uh, I don't want to say callback necessarily, but right, it would have included some more connective tissue. You
3: get one name videos. drop of a Justice League reference and that is it for the entire film.
0: Right, just, just to kind of nod, all right, look, we know, we know, it's there. Yeah. We're in this movie now. Yeah, remember that Aquaman. Let's let's keep watching.
1: Well, um, as far as the Justice League movie with the Weeden cut that we got goes, um, so he- here's the one thing I want to note is that what they were originally shown is the Snyder cut. They said was not. It wasn't that they said it was bad. It wasn't that they said it was not what they were like. They said it was unwatchable. That was what was said about it. Unwatchable. That to me says maybe Whedon did the best he could with what he had to work with. Um, it was never going to be good, but Whedon polished it up as best
3: he could and sent it out there. Well, this is sort of good. like I wanted to mention the times because going back to what we talked about, or at least what I mentioned earlier about Zack Snyder not being able to make a short film, I think three-hour cut of whatever he made it might actually be good and actually make sense for whatever they he was setting up, and I think Was well, isn't take... that the cut they watched and called it unwatchable? That is the cut the they used it... to sabotage him and said it was unwatchable <laughs> to leak it
2: to the media so that people would turn on Zack Snyder. And it was not an unwatchable cut. This is Time Warner trying to get people to be like, oh, no, it's not that bad. Just watch the Joss Whedon one. It's going to be good, guys. That other one was shit. It is a
3: travesty
2: what they did to this man.
3: Theoretically, okay, if just, you think just about to be it, sure, I, I the, wasn't the cut that, that Zack Snyder originally showed has not changed. Like, that is probably the Snyder cut that everyone keeps referring to that they want to see. Now, apparently, he screened that for execs recently, and they said, Yes, let's make this now. So, what changed? Justice League well, bombed. I mean, That's what like, changed, like, well, and they realized exactly. their shit so they, didn't no, no. work. No, no. So what so
2: what happened is a bunch of people whined
1: online about it to try and get it released, and they were like, you know what? What's the difference? It can't hurt us at this point. we are spending more money on it.
2: I
3: mean, It's not like they're going... They're spending $20 million dollars it. To start. on
1: start.
2: It's going to
3: cost more. Alright, so we're jumping the gun here. Back to Joss Whedon's cut. Joss shit. Whedon's cut. Travesty.
1: Traitor. I'm not saying it's all that great, but We'll know um, at least a little bit more about which is the better cut once we actually see the Snyder cut. Until then, the people that have seen the Snyder cut didn't like it. Leaked to the media words that it was
2: unwatchable, but recently they've decided, hey, we'll invest more money into this. People involved in the filming thought it was a superior cut. Major movie stars were like, yes, that's what should have been released. Not the hack version of, the studio like forced out there.
1: Stan- I feel like that's more standing in line with feeling bad for Zack Snyder
3: than anything else. Well, what I, the point I was going to try to make here, too, is that the studio execs are apparently the ones that didn't like it. That doesn't mean, like, to Ian's point, the people involved making the film think it was better. So, uh, studio execs, I don't know, half of them I don't feel like know what the fuck a good movie is, so... It's really hard to well, take their like opinion for what a movie to... is. But
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I... Ben Affleck still appeared in Phantoms.
3: Hey. He was the, s- the ball Phantoms,
1: Phantoms, yo! <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop it there. I just was like, let me put this on a T and let somebody do something with
0: it. <laughs> you know, and that, that is a fair point that if the people who. And let's be honest, actors and actresses have much more to lose probably from from public criticism than producers composers directors directors in some way you might not know it because it's not like if you don't see an actor a big name actor in a film for a while eventually sometimes it comes in your head like oh wait what have they been up to i haven't seen them and how often does the average person follow directors yeah you know, oh, yeah, so average you, people aren't they 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 can suffer repercussions but from a publicity standpoint a public figure standpoint the people who are who are your on-screen presence are going to feel something like that much more and so they so therefore they probably have I'm, i am i want to say they have more to lose which might not be fair to you know people like directors that still can have consequences to stuff like this but it, it 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 feels like the public exposure and so therefore uh public nature of any backlash or retort will be felt and perceived more strongly to your 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 on-screen talent than than the creators right so for if, for the, if they're sticking their necks out for it then yeah maybe there is something to say for that. So just cause I feel
3: like we're going to end up getting right back on this subject in a little bit. I want to spin us back Josh to Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon's. I keep wanting to say Josh Whedon's cut, <laughs> Josh Whedon's cut, Josh, what is your
0: thoughts? Uh, the word I tried to throw in a couple minutes ago, uh, the, the final version was just inept. Um, if, if nothing else, the moment where they, and spoilers, whatever, cause there's no way to talk about this without yeah. them. So cover yours, go away. Um, the moment where they have resurrected Superman and they're fighting him in the Memorial Park or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. At the end of that conflict, as they just look across, like, two football fields worth of land and see the big bad adversary of this thing who is supposed to be kind of like your Loki like your junior Thanos type of first big bad taking on the team, etc. And he is making off with part two of the three things that he is looking for that are supposed to bring destruction to the universe that you just like five of you just left, left freaking it there. <laughs> on the ground. Like nobody has even a thought like, yeah. Okay. Superman, I get it. He might be pissed. Something got to help. Okay. You pick it up and put it under your arm. Bring it over there with you. It's not that far. Like, you can fly. You can run faster than light. There are options here. Yeah. It was, like, out of anything of that movie where you could say, well, this isn't strong. This isn't strong. This isn't strong. That moment in particular, I thought, it's lost. Yeah. And that still sticks with me. I can take almost everything else. But that moment alone... It was just like, okay, they they just needed to get a movie out.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, every one of these movies has their moments. There are really cool things that happen in these movies. And granted, I probably haven't watched Justice League in a while, so I don't remember, I guess, like, looking watching them now, I don't know how it would stack up to the other movies, if I would like it any more or less than the other movies. Right now, I think Man of Steel might be my favorite out of the three. Um, but I'm not sure if I'd put BVS over Justice League. I'd probably have to watch Justice League again to to be sure. Um, Out of but the again,
0: three, easily it's on the bottom for me.
3: Okay. Easily. Um, but again, I do think that it, just studio meddling, like the the untimely tragedy that happened to Zach that forced him to leave. I, it's one of those things where, like, looking back at it. Once it comes out, like you sort of know it's in trouble, but everything that you read or saw looked like it might. It, this movie might come out and be okay, and then you see it, and you're like, no, you know what? That was in a lot of trouble, and I don't think we realized how bad of trouble it was in, or or what they decided to change at the last minute, because it does seem like it ha- it had a. Considering Zach was part of it up until you know maybe you know eight or nine months before release. Like, by that time, the story should be locked, and you should just be doing post-production special effects stuff and finishing the movie. So in the months from there, something, ch- either that or it was, it was in trouble from the get-go, and they were constantly changing stuff, which is, again, sort of what you kind of read if you start digging around. It's one of those films that, it, like, I'd love to to see some sort of documentary on the making of that film, because I feel like there's all kinds of shit that happened that no one knows about yet. It's very hard to corroborate like, uh, sources and and figure out who's right and what's just a rumor of somebody sort of kind of saying what they thought. But, anyway, either way, um, moving on to, to the the new stuff. Um, so in the years since Justice League's release, uh, there have been rumors of Snyder's original cut, his version for the movie, that was, you know, mostly intact from the original cut and had, you know, unused footage that, that would have got cut from the two-hour version of Whedon um, that are still floating around. Uh, especially since they, they had finished principal photography before Snyder left. So all of this and the rumors of all the changes and studio meddling and stuff, this sparked the hashtag release the Snyder cut movement. So if you've been on Twitter, chances are you've seen that it's popped up all the time. Um, and I know we've talked about it on the show from time to time too. Like if it would ever be released, if it was even finished or if it's, you know, even just existed in the first place or if it's just some wet dream of the, some internet fanboys. Um But as of now, today, we can officially say it does exist. It will be released. Um, Zack Snyder hosted a watch-along with Man of Steel a couple days ago. Uh, At the end, he was joined by Henry Cavill. Snyder announced at the end of this that his version of Justice League would be coming to HBO Max next year. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter, which is the, the same author, actually, who wrote the original piece about Snyder's exit from Justice League three years prior, um, reported that Snyder is gathering his original post-production crew to cut, score, and edit the film. It is unclear at this point if it will be, like Mike mentioned, almost four hours, or there's a possibility it could be divided into six chapters. Uh, they're saying it would cost Warner Brothers around 20 to $30 million to finish whatever is left to do, whether it, pr- most likely post-production, editing, special effects, all that stuff that we, we talked about. So, this is where we can finally open it up to you guys and, and really dive into this thing. Uh, I guess first and foremost, are you are you surprised that this this announcement kind of took me by surprise? We talked about it a little bit before the show, um, April Fools, which was you know a month and a half ago, April first. the The tweet was floating around on Twitter that HBO Max was releasing the Snyder Cut, and. When I first saw that, saw that, I thought it was real. And then I realized what date it was. And I, oh, okay, it's April Fool's. So this is full of shit. I saw this tweet, the official announcement from HBO Max on Twitter in the middle of May. And I immediately thought, is this an April Fool's joke? Like, I had to double check and, like, figure out what the hell day it was that I wasn't being trolled um, before I, you know, retweeted and validated that. So I, it took me by surprise. I don't know if it surprised anybody else. Not me. Honestly,
1: Um, HBO Max needed a selling point. They needed something that said this is going to be there. This is something you can look forward to with HBO Max. You know, this is our flagship thing because they already have a couple things that aren't really that big of a deal. I mean, they have some shows that are already, you know, like reruns. I mean, they're getting The Office, I believe. Um, They're getting Rick and Morty, but they're not getting like the access to the new episodes of those things they're getting access to the reruns so like the new rick and morty episodes will still be going to come or not to cartoon network you know what i mean things like that where they needed something like this and i think it had been rumored even before that april 1st tweet that hbo max was trying to do this like By i honestly, I, had I heard feel like i read murmurs. that too but i was
3: it, it's i don't like you know, it's something I try to try not to do on the on the social medias for the page and and on this podcast in general is just comment on rumors and the fact that this was an ongoing rumor for years. It was like, how much are we going to talk about this, and then it's never going to happen. So I didn't well, keep no, I following like, up on it.
1: I, I I meant like specifically HBO Max, like was a rumor before the April thing. Okay, so like it being something HBO Max was shooting for was something that was rumored even before that April 1st post, which is why the April 1st post, I think, was so successful. is because it was already out there. Is a bit of a, you know, this is how it's going to happen. And, and Josh I and I, I were
3: trying to go back and, and listen. Well, Josh was trying to listen to some episodes to see if we made that prediction that it might, if, if it was possible to end up on the streaming service. Um, and I, I couldn't remember, I'm sure we talked about it. I just couldn't remember what episode or when, because I was curious to see... Who might have predicted that correctly? Because Josh was under the impression he made some predictions that might be right, but then we couldn't find the predictions he made to validate his predictions.
0: Well, I I will also qualify that. It It was definitely not a prediction, from what I remember. It was more or less saying, however it had come up on the topic, the conversation that we had been speaking of, I'm pretty sure that I said something to the effect of, if they... Like, I, I, I think I was saying, I don't really have an interest in HBO Max for myself. And, but, but if they were to put this on that platform, I would at least sign up for the like minimal amount of time that I could <laughs> just to see that. Like, if it's a month, if it's three months, whatever the, like, if they're going to set it up that way, I would do it just to see this. And I think that's what I, what, what I had said. Okay. Um, I I think we're just more speculating, like, how could this ever see the light of day? Under what circumstances might it? Right, and thinking about it
1: now, it's it's pretty simple. Like, Warner Brothers knows a lot of people want to see it. HBO Max knows a lot of people want to see it. HBO Max needs something to draw people into their service, and they say, well, why don't we just go to Warner Brothers and offer to pay for this? We'll pay to get it done. It, it is the deal? I would assume that is happening here. HBO Max it's all is the gonna, same.
0: Well, it's all the same yeah, I company. Warner owns HBO.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's it's not owning it and like the spending and profit doesn't end up in the same place.
3: Like it's still
0: sort of. I mean, it's like you're, you're saying if HBO. You're
3: saying if HBO makes money that that somehow does not go into Warner Brothers' pocket. No, I'm saying that Warner gets a a, a percentage of that, but they're not getting all of it. I mean, either way, they're still making money off of it, though, is the point I'm trying to get Right,
1: they are, but HBO Max wants HBO Max to be a thing, and they're like, we'll pay for it. It's the same as if you and I went into business, and I really thought something would work for a new service I wanted to introduce, and I said, I'll pay to get this on there if you okay it. But, like, something you own the rights to, and I wanted to, you know.
0: Not not necessarily. I I think there's a difference. It's like if, now that Disney owns Fox, like, if... Fox wanted to do something it's it's disney's money
3: yeah they're still paying the bills it's it's I not mean, it, a par- it, it's not right, a partnership. No, no, but, but, yeah, but, no, but that's, that's that's different entirely though because
0: fox is
1: technically like out of business right
0: but it's still i don't know it's still a business unit owned by warner brothers or whatever like at&t owns them now whoever the hell has it like it is just another yeah it's it
1: well they're part of the portfolio it's, it's a bunch it's of billionaires trading shit around but it. what I'm saying is the money does not all funnel up to the same person.
0: But the well, uh, but the accountability still would. So, well, right, I don't want to get lost in
3: who's paying, the, like, who, where the bill's going. Yeah, we're like. just talking about where the bill's
0: going.
1: And, I, and I'm saying, like, HBO Max is willing to foot out that money to get it out the door. Even if it's Warner Brothers saying, like, we own HBO Max and we want HBO Max to work. Whatever the case is, they're willing to foot the bill to get this mm-hmm. service on its feet. Sure. You know, something they said they would never do. They literally, it wasn't that long ago, they said, we'll never do this. And that may have been sure. a marketing scheme to get people even more hyped when they finally announced they are going to do it. You know, that may have been a plan. Who knows? But I'm not surprised to see it done in this capacity. Had it, ju- had it been done in a different capacity where they were like, we're going to make a theatrical release of it. Yeah, that would have surprised me. Yeah, I don't think that was ever on the table. But in this sense... It, it like it makes sense and it's not that much of a surprise it's a surprise to see them announce it anytime it's always like oh look they actually did it yeah but I don't feel like in this
3: context I'm very surprised by it uh, Ian are you surprised did Zach call you up personally to, to tell you what was going on
0: to give you the, the an advance warning now these rat bastards <laughs> were struggling
2: and they knew they needed some magic so they came crawling on their hands and knees. Zack Snyder, to ask him to release Magic. And that is what we are going to see in 2021. I am thrilled that it happened. Am I surprised? Am I surprised that the Rat bastards that screwed us out of possibly the greatest superhero movie of all time is going to finally give us what I want? Yes. I'm surprised. It was such conviction. Surprise that, like... <laughs> that it occurred. In that sense. Have I been demanding this since... Probably the day, November 17th, twenty seventeen, 2017, when movies died. Yes. Yes, I have been demanding it. (laughs) The day the music died. And to finally see it happen is going to be amazing. I don't care how it's released, one four-hour thing. Because if you release it at six, and they they really think I'm not going to just wait six weeks and just watch it all at once, yeah. I'm watching his original vision, which is one chunk of time. Maybe I'll take a two-hour break, and I'll go pretend we're having a little little seesh se- se- session. I'll get a little wine. And I'll sit decked down and watch Batman kick some Batman, or whatever. Whatever's gonna happen, I don't know. For all I know, this is not mm-hmm. even the same mm-hmm. movie. This is uh, this is now Dark Force. Who knows? The thing that's key here is that you're bringing in an auteur director who has a great capacity to create, especially in post-production with his editing skills, his just overall vision of something after it's been shot, and letting him cook. And it's the greatest thing that could have happened. He's bringing back the original team, the A-team, to put on a show for the ages, and it's going to be amazing to watch this. I'm going to take a whole week off of work
1: so I can watch <laughs> it every day. So so you said like it, it, they're, they're letting the chef cook, is what you would say? You could say that. I didn't say that. Okay. You could. Well, no, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's what you mean. Like, he's a master chef, and they're letting him loose in the kitchen. He is a visionary creative, and they're letting him create. See, because I was thinking it was the same thing. Like, or, like I, I kind of think of, personally, Zack Snyder as somebody that orders from Blue Apron and claims to be a master chef. It, just because he takes a lot of other people's work and... Puts it on to See, with, his own with blue darker, apron they, they send you
2: ingredients violence. and stuff. You're thinking of someone that maybe reads a recipe and creates the perfect dish. Zack Snyder takes a great work and transforms it into a masterpiece. He elevates the original source material to another level. and that is what is great about Zack Snyder. He's not some Hodunk director that, like, has to be force-fed props. Like, go like, look at all these Marvel directors. Kevin Feige just making them make movies.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just <laughs> giving, all movies you haven't seen. He just Don't even them, start.
2: He's just true. giving we just talked about this action, bronze, and they're putting out movies that make billions of dollars. Zack Snyder takes old-school work created by but artists and then elevates it the to MCU a new level, something Marvel made, has like, never done.
1: content outside of the MCU with content they created themselves. I couldn't hear what you were saying because I was talking. <laughs> I was just talking over you. I was just, I was just wondering. I mean, because because I kind of feel like I wasn't done yelling. <laughs> the directors in the MCU have um, any creative input? I created, agree. They do not created quality content outside of stuff that was thought up by other people.
2: I think Kevin Feige thought it up. So no, I don't think they have done anything on. I their said own.
1: outside of the MCU on
2: their own I... they've all
1: done they've all done things on their own that somebody else didn't think up first i mean I, I
2: don't know their background so i won't comment on that i will say zach snyder's career has shown that he is a great creator
0: of a film I have a, separate a question. film maybe you've heard of it i have a i have a separate question that i'm gonna say right yes, now. yes josh is do if if the final version does turn out to be close to four hours do you think that is necessary for what they would need to do to achieve like a successful story in the case like the trajectory the the stepping stones that they set for themselves is that actually what they need or do you think there's a way that they could get there in two so i for reference the the cut of The the Whedon cut, call it, of Justice League was pretty much two hours on the dot. Yes. Uh, So he did
3: exactly what the studio wanted. Is there an amount (laughs) of
1: time? I know the question you're leading towards. And the thing I want to clarify: Do we have a time on the amount of reshots included in that?
0: Well, yeah. Not not. How much do we know exactly uh, how much like
1: was like time wise involved? That was Snyder's material versus Whedon's.
0: I think
3: there's varying Uh degrees of of numbers. Like the, the in the statement where like, for, I was trying to research some of this stuff. If I had more time, I might have been able to find more. But the numbers that I saw was that supposedly Whedon was only going to have to do fifteen to twenty percent of the movie reshoots. Okay. However, I think if you watch the movie, it is far greater than that amount. So I don't know what the actual number is. I'd push towards half the movie. Okay, so we're saying
1: they. So we're saying in the actual cut then that we have already. There's an hour of Snyder's content and an hour of Whedon's, roughly. I'd say give or take, but yeah,
0: if you want to guesstimate, okay. that's what that's so what I would guesstimate. Now, Josh, go ahead with your question. So, in contrast, the first Avengers is about 220, but you already had... So, I was trying to do a quick sort of count on this. Other than... I mean, I guess you'd have to say Hawkeye because he's only in Thor for five seconds. There's not really any other major players in Avengers that you need to spend time explaining, nope. setting a foundation for, getting your audience to the to the minimum point of, what do I need you to feel or know about this person before we really take off? That is everything that Justice League is, and that's everything that it lacked. So does a four-hour movie... Is that what is needed to make you f- necessarily and, and – like is that the requirement to understand and give a shit about the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman?
3: Honestly, the, the cut of this movie, Zack Snyder's cut, I don't really care how long it is. I will watch it. If it's six hours, eight hours, I just want to see a complete story is my biggest so, thing.
0: And, and, and that's what I want as well. So I guess that's what I'm really getting at is given what we've said so far – do we think that it's reasonable to do that in a two and a half hour movie or do you need three hours? And if so, then is the four or five hour cut is it just going to still suffer from some of the bloated storytelling that we've you know, said multiple times here that Snyder can't seem to avoid. I think this is just like
3: if it's if it's going to the streaming service, it doesn't have to be cut to quote unquote movie length. Yeah. It could be whatever right, right. it needs to be to finish itself, which, and maybe you know, it needs if, to be
0: three or four or five. What I'm right. asking is, what do we think? Do we think that what we'll get is what is necessary to tell the good story, or if it's exceedingly long, will it still be bloated in the way that we've said he can tend to make his movies?
3: I think I think whatever it ends up, in my opinion, whatever it ends up being, is going to be what it needs to be. So if it's if it's four hours, that's what it's going to take to do the story justice to finish. You know, not leave like an extra hour on the cutting room floor. I think four hours is going to be the movie, but it's going to make sense. We're not going to have the we're not going to get a director's cut after that. That's going to be five hours long. Like this is this is it. Could we be, though? Because I yeah, still yeah, watch th- that. <laughs> I would still watch it. Correct. Yes, but I I don't think we're going to get that. I think this is this is yeah. it. The definitive the- version of Justice League is this movie.
1: Yeah. The, this is he'll he'll put forward whatever version he thinks is best to put forward whether or not that ends up with bloat or not we'll have to see when we see it mm-hmm. uh, i mean if
3: dark side is not in this movie i'm gonna be thoroughly disappointed because that's where all the setup has been going
1: well yeah but the setup was there for thanos too and all we got from him you know i mean like until how many years later
3: right but they know that we're not getting that movie like we're not gonna get justice league 2 this is gonna be it Right, I understand oh, you think, that, like, if but they're, if
0: they're actually trying to correct that part of the problem, like
3: how much did they shoot? Was Darkseid originally in this movie? I don't. Well, did he get cut for Steppenwolf see... is the I version that so. I think is is there.
0: Right, and I I could even see that like maybe Steppenwolf still is the main adversary in this, but you have much more of the understanding of like okay, what the hell actually is Darkseid? What is his connection to Steppenwolf? What is their relationship? Like you still have like a lieutenant in a way yeah. you know being the first one. I I could I could swallow that easily.
3: And if the movie's four hours long, I definitely think two hours
0: is going to be Steppenwolf and the last two is gonna be Darkseid. Could be. But you at least have that extra time to tell if if Dark Side is not the main thing that the team fights and or possibly defeats, I could be okay with that as long as what you've given me, like you said, seems to make sense and you've Covered your bases and you've made your foundations.
3: But to me, that wouldn't make sense because that's a that's it's still setting up a story that will never never get concluded. Right, but okay, if so... they don't have the footage, they don't have the footage. Right, well, that's I
0: in my in my head, I think I'm I'm still assuming like they're constrained. They they they, they can't rewrite the future that they now see was not going to happen. They have yeah. to work within what was possible at the at the moment. I guess I was yeah.
3: always under the impression that Darkseed was. Th- I guess, yeah, you could see them trying to postpone it like they did with Thanos. But the fact that I think Not DC was long, trying to play,
1: but I well, felt like it still, was another even, movie
3: away. Even still, I think the the fact that they were trying to catch up to Avengers, like they would have they would have beat Avengers to that big cosmic bad first had they included him in Justice League. And considering, yeah, but like again, I said, I
1: figure like Justice League Two is what they were aiming for with Darkseid.
0: So, and which could be too. I don't know. I mean. I, what would I, I guess? The difference is like dep- it depends on what question is being answered, and I think I'm answering the question: What do I reasonably ups, uh, uh, expect they could achieve with releasing something like this? They can't. Yeah. They like I said, they can't magically fix. There's no shoots happening. There, there's no like, new footage Yeah. And, and even if they were able to do like minor things, they're not. They're not going to be able to, to do that knowing oh we never got a justice league part two so therefore we must somehow remake and reshape this entire movie that we're going to release to account for that but if they make a longer cut of a thing that seems to make a lot more damn sense and doesn't wrap up everything in a nice little package that's fine but if the three to four hour movie still makes way more sense and makes you understand who these people are why i care about them all really what the motivations of the villain are and why we give a shit about him yeah and possibly that they don't leave the whole freaking smart i can't get over this goddamn mother box thing (laughs) like that would be the equivalent of the avengers literally like having oh here's the time stone and oh okay okay, what was this one this was oh the mind stone yeah we got it out of vision no problem how about we set this on the nightstand (laughs) while while we go fight that guy across the street yeah we're cool we're right it's fine no protection over there good like that's how much sense this does not make, and and I, I'm under the impression that that was part of the reworking of the story. Yeah. Uh. Af- after Snyder's exit, so if like that kind of shit isn't there,
3: I'm happy. Yeah. Well, let me spin it this way too. If if we we sort of get the cut that you're talking about, Josh, where Dark Seed's not there. I mean, he, Ian, you might have to correct me. Is it Dark Seed be... or Dark Side? Because I feel like I'm saying both. You can say both. Okay. So, if, if Darkseid's not there, and it's just all for, like, setting him up, mm-hmm. and he was eventually supposed to be in Justice League 2, and we'll say, like, the end of Justice League 1 is just the tease that he is there, just like Thanos, and then eventually we're going to lead there. To me, that would kind of piss me off, because, again, it was all the setup that was in BVS, never gets paid off, really. But, if this movie comes out, hits HBO Max, it's four hours long, it fucking rejuvenates the DCEU, could we get Justice League 2 out of this? Yeah. If this is universally yeah, raised, I mean, anything's possible. We got Snyder could they cut. Bring, we got Snyder cut. Could they bring Affleck back to reprise Batman for a Justice we League? We don't 2? know about. I don't think we'll
2: ever continue no, that. It's we'll done. have Robert Patton to do it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean what what I would say is don't yeah. like to me at least I don't think it's likely that that would happen. Um but to give you another scenario, so say everything goes like the way you want. You get Darkseid in there for uh this movie at the end but instead of getting your nice wrapped up thing what snyder had was more akin to the end of infinity war what then Were
3: they all what all die or lose or something what
1: were they lose and then the next movie was meant to be you know they come back and win
3: yeah see the ending on the cliffhanger would drive me up a wall <laughs> like, if, that, that's if, what if I mean. this like is this, it,
1: this, this may be a blessing in disguise or, you know, I mean, like a curse in disguise, I guess, as you know, maybe it's great, but it ends on a spot that leaves these same people that have been begging for this for years, begging for a sequel that never happens, because I yeah, don't that... think they're going to dedicate hundreds of millions of dollars to a sequel because the fans, the deep fans <laughs> Really wanted this movie made What's what because I mean, like, the I general the, public is still going to be like, Nah, I'm not going. to well, I wonder to see what that. the
3: magic number is like for new subscription for HBO Max that people that subscribe just to watch this when it's released. Like, there's got to be a magic number somewhere where they're like, You know what? There's a lot of interest here for these characters to in the make series. Make a million
0: and a half dollars at the theater. The I, I think the main reason that it doesn't. If you happen... extrapolate
3: it out to
1: homes
0: and tickets, I guess because it's yeah. not
1: one subscription per person; it's
0: one subscription per home, so it's You know, but nonetheless, go ahead, Josh. The main reason I don't see it ever happening is because you now have three movies and a fourth coming and a fifth coming that uh, have already happened post the one chapter that we got. You, You can't retcon Shazam and Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman now. But I also think that they're they're so loose
3: that you could just drop them in wherever. Yeah, you
0: could just ignore it.
1: Yeah. Wonder Woman's
3: sequel is in 1984, which is before any of this happens. Shazam is largely on its own and doesn't really matter. Aquaman sort of happened after Justice League, but it doesn't mean if it's after Justice League 2 or Justice League 1. You could have that happen whenever. Yeah, they didn't really reference what happens in Justice League unless they kill Aquaman in Snyder's (laughs) cut,
1: which we don't know. You know what I mean? It's possible yeah. that Aquaman dies in that cut. I don't think so because I'm pretty sure
0: they still had the Aquaman movie planned at that time. I, I, I mean, Pattinson is the, the biggest wrench in there. Well, like, we don't know the story movie's... there
1: yet, though. That could be a really old, like, version of Batman where it's like Batman Year One kind of. We still don't know.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you can have that exist in the same way that like the Joker was able to. And still pretend that there's oh, there's not there's a shared universe. No, no, there's not. We have these individual characters. Some well, of the maybe they'll were ruin that what? Universe. now we're going back to these Maybe they'll stories. ruin now the Batman
1: movie because of the performance of the Justice of the Snyder Cut, and they'll be like, no, we have to retcon everything you did with this so that we can fit Batman into the the next Justice League movie
0: somehow, and we can make it make sense. And then they destroy that movie, right. So and that they can the make the next again. movie. So I think I mean, if you're just asking if like do, do we think it could happen or not, easy answer no. That's my opinion.
3: Yeah, I think it's 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 less likely. I think I, given like all the, at least all the hype that is around Zack Snyder's Justice League, I feel like if it fails, this it like if it comes out after all these years and it sucks, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. But if it is good, I feel like it's going to want me to continue the story with these characters in this universe and see where it goes from here. But Josh, sort of to your point, Warner Brothers will not have two Batmans on screen at the same
0: time. There's and they, no and way. they won't. And they won't treat Matt Reeves the Batman like the first Suicide Squad or the Joker, and try to say, "Well, we were just telling this one-off story in this sometimes connected universe, and sometimes we just want mean, to tell a good story." They're to not be fair,
1: there's that. one easy answer to it. What's that? It's in the future, and his name is Tim Drake.
3: A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, though, like, he's Wait, Robin. Pattinson? Yes. he He's Robin turned into Batman in the future.
0: I guess that's a way you could get around it, but why in the world would they want to?
1: If they, I mean, if they see if they dollar that... signs with Justice League 2, which, let's face it, Warner Brothers is not the best at making decisions.
3: Yeah, if they did that, that would just mean that they actually have some sort of a plan, which we know they don't, so that's not going to happen. True. Nonetheless, I'd say there's one guarantee and one
1: guarantee only that you can take away from what's going to come from the Snyder Cut. Whether it's good or it sucks, the people that have been begging for it for years will praise it as the best thing ever. Yeah. You think? Like, if it's god-awful, they're not going to let that be something. They're not going to be... it's social media. They're not going to get egg on their concede that they were wrong. If it's good, it, 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 I will absolutely be like, damn, this is awesome. But I feel like if it's bad, they will never admit that.
3: Well, sort of spinning off from there, do you, you know, years of hype for this movie, you know, from the release, the Slender Cut movement and all that stuff w- with all that hype, what happens if it sucks?
1: <laughs> Nothing exactly what would happen if they didn't release it it just yeah, it just I fizzles so. out yeah I if, I, if I, it's if great if, it opens up possibilities if it's not and it's bad it's just like well we just blew this
0: money on something bad but at least it made us some back and it's only gonna, that's fair and it's only going to be contained to people who subscribe to that service and choose to watch it yeah yeah so i mean by that and point, i could if, rail
1: on if, about that service for hours but i'm not going to <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if Wonder Woman's uh, rescheduled release date stays where it is, we're getting that in, like, three months, and this is not going to be out until at least, they said, 2021. We don't so know f-
3: when in 2021, just 2021. Right. Yeah, it right. could be 18 so months later. So they away, either might
0: be- wait until after the release of The Batman, hopefully, so that if there is any negative news cycle of any Magnitude that that you know it in no way impacts. Uh, That's possible. You know, the possible yeah. release for that. Um, I forget. Did, did the Batman already shift release date? Did it move out of June? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I too. don't I think remember. I like, don't
3: remember when because I thought like that was one of the ones we covered somewhere. when we went through the dates. I yeah, thought we
1: talked about that. Just one. Just about everything has moved because there's no there. There has been no production
0: happening. Right, they right, right. Been able so, to shoot anything, so. It depends. If, if that moved too late into the year, um, I know this is not reliable by any means necessarily, but the, the U.S. release date on IMDb is October the 1st right now. Yeah. So it depends. If they, if they can get the Snyder Cut out in March or April, and if there's negative reception to it, that'll fizzle away easily enough by sure. fall to not impact the batman uh pr but if it's too close to it if you know with that being at the end of the year might be you know a little bit might see i guess i'd hope
3: to think that like by the promotions of the batman that it will separate itself tonally from justice league that you can feel that they are two different movies so one shouldn't rely on the other so if justice league does suck and it comes out close to the batman i don't feel like that would affect the batman's box office at least very much
0: uh, just, I mean, yeah, hopefully not, but it depends on, you know, casual movie goers, you know, if they're just seeing headlines about some DC movie being terrible or Batman related movie being terrible and they conflate the two or they think one's related to the other, you never know. But if they can be yeah. out of the news cycles for a couple of months, then they'd, they'd be fine.
3: I kind of want to spin back to Ian. Are you open to the idea of this movie being terrible, or are you just already resigned to this is going to be the greatest thing ever, uh, and you haven't seen it yet? It's impossible for it to be worse than what we've already seen. I know that.
2: <laughs> it would be literally impossible. So I, I'm Fair. resigned to the fact that, bar minimum, <laughs> we're going to beat Whedon. We're going to beat Wheaton. <laughs> we're going to show those rat so, bastards so at the we... studio what should have happened, and we're making magic again, Snyder
1: 2022. So, so if literally the reason this movie wasn't watchable is because the second half of the movie Zack Snyder hops on film himself and pulls a Mel Gibson from South Park and just starts smearing shit everywhere like literally that on screen you'll you still feel like it's gonna be I better I think we're than watching what, two different
3: uh, movies Mike
2: I think that would be happened, a bold but, direction by an auteur director and I'd have to see how it's shot and how it's scored
1: but but you, you you would say that's definitely better than what we've already seen
2: is that better than the second half of the Joss Whedon
1: butcher job? Yes. Okay, just wanted to be sure. I just had to, like, throw out like the worst possible scenario I, there. That's not even sure the that... worst
2: possible scenario, so I'm...
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That, that's actually true. I guess Batman shooting Superman and it working...
3: Still wrong, that's... but go on. Well, I mean... All right, so last question I got for you guys, and I think we sort of touched on a little bit. Is this enough for you to get HBO Max? I'm going to buy 10 years of it.
1: <laughs> um, for me personally, I, mean, I can rail on HBO Max for a short time and explain why I'm so very much against it. If you have HBO Now or HBO subscriptions to certain cable subscribers, HBO Max will be included in the price that you already pay. If you are subscribed to HBO already through other cable cable providers, it is not, and you have to purchase it separately. So for some people, the $15 a month that is spent on HBO already is good enough, and they can continue right along getting HBO Max at the same price that they already pay without any extra. I'm, I'm going to
0: guess if Time Warner is your cable your cable provider.
1: No, there, there is... It's like, it's about half of all cable providers in the country that they're doing it for. Interesting. Okay. And then about half of them, Comcast included in that, of course, since I'm mm-hmm. so upset about it. Um, where Comcast really doesn't offer as much with the autonomy in your packages that you get. So I'm stuck with HBO being included in my package. I can't remove it separately. It's part of a packaged price that I get. Okay. I can't remove it. I'm paying for it. And if I want to get HBO Max, I have to pay for HBO twice, whereas other people are paying once. It is a stupid fucking business model. Well, that sounds like a Comcast issue, it, not an HBO issue. No, that's an HBO issue because HBO like a Max never needed to be a thing agency. to begin with. It never needed to be a thing to begin with. If they're giving it away for the same price as everything else included with your HBO Now or your HBO subscription, it could have just stayed the same as HBO fucking is now. It's not any different. It's no different at all than what HBO already is if you're paying the same price and getting everything included. Why have two separate services? Well,
2: clearly it's separate if they're, you, because of licensing reasons they can't include it with everyone's cable subscription already that has it. There's clearly a reason it's different then. If it can't no, no, just no, no,
1: it- no, no, no. I'm saying HBO Max should never have existed. They could just put this content onto HBO. There's no reason to separate the service. Well, because
2: HBO shows their HBO stuff and that, that's how that works and then they have this that shows stuff like The Office. It's a separate streaming service for different viewing audiences for people that aren't necessarily going well, after that I, premium HBO experience.
1: I, I, th- it's I think it's the that, same I, price for the same stuff,
0: but some but people
1: the, that are paying the same price are getting more than others, and there's no reason like because of Comcast be included.
0: No, but yes. man, look, here, here, here could be a possible distinction. <laughs> but if you don't, you don't have know, Comcast, you last... get it right, so it's Comcast the, the, that's at fault. The, the last time that we talked about the HBO Max. Uh, model and and news and whatnot was actually the episode I went back to try to listen to today portions of it. And we did that in November. And a big part of what we talked about was the distinction between the current HBO options and products you can, you can go for. Um, So if you, if you already have HBO as part of your cable package, you can access HBO go at no additional cost. It's the smart TV app, you know, wireless device version of HBO with obviously like on demand content um, right whereas HBO Now was just the version as far as i understood it the version of HBO Go you would get but you paid for it separately because you already weren't paying for HBO in your cable package or you so, didn't have a cable provider or, you or, just or right or went that straight so, through your device yeah exactly so As far as I understood it, there was not a significant or or really much of any difference in content provided. No, none. To that, so in 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 looking at it through that lens, I I I kind of get what Mike is saying in that if I can access HBO Go for essentially free because I'm paying for it through my cable provider. Why not just give me all the content that you're dumping onto HBO Max on HBO Go? And then people who don't have HBO through cable can still have HBO Now and get all the same stuff. They didn't necessarily need a separate new branded product yeah. that made this distinction. Just put it on both of those. If you have, if you already get HBO through cable, you now get all this other stuff added. If you're doing HBO Now... Or re- like rebrand HBO now as HBO Max,
3: which is going to happen. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what it, they're doing. Exactly,
1: but they're but, just but, not adding anything in for people that subscribe to HBO f- through the cable
3: providers that I, I for whatever reason,
1: they aren't didn't make dealing with them or didn't with. make the yeah. well, that's, deals. I think with what Ian
3: was like that's distribution deals because I was reading about that today. Where HBO made deals with certain providers to allow that content. Comcast is not on that list for whatever reason. They can't make a deal with Comcast to allow that to happen. So that's yeah. between the two companies trying to work it out, and it might just be because Comcast got their own streaming service they're trying to get off the ground, which is going to be included in their cable service. It, it, their streaming
1: service that they include it, it's called X One. No, or the Peacock X Five,
3: the, the the NBC Universal. Oh, you're talking the NBC thing. Okay, uh, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's different. That's going to be part of Comcast. So right, whenever that but,
1: is released, I, I it, nonetheless I just don't see the need. F- Why is HBO making a separate? streaming service out of what they already have though is what i don't understand and why is the new content if they want to have that separate streaming service so that people can access things like the office and rick and morty and all that stuff that's fine why not include any of the new content that you're making for hbo max as part for the people that just have the standard subscription that's the same price and whatnot that you would be asking for of the people that are on hbo now or on the cable providers that are out there all they would have to do is put that you know the snyder cut and the game of thrones show and all that onto hbo as is
2: but they're putting on hbo max and if you're with certain providers you get it so once again it's like a comcast issue it's not hbo's fault
1: this was a dumb fucking idea is my no they're bringing in a new stupid idea. idea
2: It's different content.
1: They're, I'm paying them for content that I can't access. No, you're not
2: paying them for that content.
1: Because they wanted to have it on a st- separate stream. Therefore, service. you're not paying for it.
2: You're not getting it because you're not paying yes, it for it. Yes, I am. It. No, because you don't get
1: access to it, so you're not paying for it. The people paying for the same exact service that I'm because getting. Because they have a different
2: provider. Yes,
3: they get it. It's just... There's, it's right, a, which is why it's a dumb it's idea. It's like if you All go right, to they, So they they I might packages. step in and say you guys can finish this argument when we're done recording, because I feel like this is going to keep going, and we're out of time.
0: Fair enough. I... I, I mean, and... Response to your question from a while ago, I will adhere to what I said at whatever freaking point in the past it was that if I can't, for instance, get a free trial of HBO Max uh, for any period of time, I will agree to sign up for the minimum amount of time that is needed so that I can watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, to the
3: question of, will this get you into
0: HBO Max? So...
3: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think if, if it gets to the point where there's a free trial or something, I will at least try the free month or whatever it is at least to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll see how it goes. But it's enough to get me in the door, for sure. This Yo, is this is know. something I will I will check out just to be able to see what it's like.
1: You get me to pirate the hell out of a Snyder Cut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is also another option. How
2: dare you steal money from that man? <laughs> He's
1: getting paid either way. I'm already paying for
2: it. You're I'm not, paying not paying for it. Content. You're not paying for it. That's why you don't get it.
3: I'm not. All right, winding down. Argument. Winding, winding down. It. Winding a- down. Yeah. We're we're high tension tonight. I feel like. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> if you've if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five star rating and review. If you want to hear more arguments like this? Check us out uh, every other Monday on <laughs> Tyrannus' Twitch channel, <laughs> so that you can see Ian and and Mike argue uh, in real time on Twitch. Uh, give us a share on social media. You can uh, follow, subscribe, keep up the show, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, all that stuff. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and the Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Uh Leave us questions, tom- comments, topics, suggestions. Uh, you got a nickname for Josh. That's the place to do it. Hit us up Please. on Twitter also if you want them, at BGSuperFriends. Uh, you can even email us uh, nicknames at uh bright guys, super friends at gmail.com. I won't see them. They'll they'll never get used, but you know, they'll be there waiting whenever I finally decide to check it. And on behalf of Ian, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
2: Love you guys.